Hello, and thank you again for tuning into the Okinawa Karate Podcast. I'm Josh Simmers, coming to you from Okinawa, Japan, the birthplace of karate. For this podcast, I had the chance to sit down with Dr. Hagen Walter, a physicist out of Germany that recently took first place in the first Okinawa Karate International Tournament in the Adult 1, which is age group 20 to 39, Adult 1 male division. The interview with Hagen was conducted on August 9th while sitting in the hotel lobby that he was staying at in Naha, Okinawa, Japan. One day I might be able to have a nice location with no background noise to conduct these interviews, but at least in this interview you can hear some nice Okinawa music playing in the background. Hagen is a physicist, and you will definitely understand this during the interview. A physicist, a scientist, a thinker, a researcher that understands and knows very well how to form a hypothesis, test that hypothesis, and then explain the results, which sometimes might upset some of the listeners. (laughs) Some parts of the interview may even be a little bit boring when Dr. Walter explains in great detail about the mechanics referencing uh, striking with a bow. Personally, I, I love this explanation. The, the inner geek in me was, was starting to come out, and I believe it's very important to understand the human body and how to use it for maximum efficiency. I was fortunate enough at one time to have a sensei in America that understood this very well and taught it very well. Um, sadly, it, it's a, a concept that can be difficult for some people to understand, and, and then even when they understand it within themselves and, and use the body properly, they have a hard way, hard time um, describing for others how to do it with with Hagen, you'll you'll hear uh, the scientist side of him coming out. Uh, he was a Shotokan practitioner that has now completely removed himself from Shotokan. He focuses now solely on Shoten Ryu and Ryuku Kobodo. You'll hear him describe um, some things in, about Shotokan that maybe you won't like if you're a Shotokan practitioner. Take it with a grain of salt. He's allowed to form his own opinion just like you are. Again, he's a scientist, and his opinion is based off of his own research. Uh, but I do encourage you to listen to the podcast completely before passing any judgment. And uh, I feel quite confident that if you have a differing opinion, Hagen would welcome the conversation. Also sitting in on this interview is Martin Mahler. Martin is a member of the same dojo as Hagen, and he also competed in the tournament in Psy and actually finished in fifth place important point for this is it was his first ever tournament that he entered so a great job by martin Uh, very good performance for sure and i do believe that he'll be a top three contender in the future if we have these international tournaments Uh, some key points i'd like you to listen to uh, listen for during this this podcast if possible is when hagen is describing that he did not know how to punch Although he thought he knew how to punch, he thought he had a strong, powerful punch. Once he started to transition out of Shotokan and work into the Shoten Ryu side and start to meet different senseis and different people uh, and how they use their body, uh, he realized the importance of the hips. That led him to dissect other things that he had been previously taught with Shotokan training and with some others. And again, this isn't a, a podcast to beat up anyone's style, but it's important to listen to him about how he discovered his hips, how he discovered some things in, in Bonkai and some applications that changed his mindset because I think many people go through this journey with training. Uh, 
I'll also listen, if you will, at the point where he starts to describe his preparation for the tournament, how he was training, and then he transitions to the explanation of uh, Tamiyoshi Sensei, who is a 10th Don Shodan Ryu, uh, Kobayashi Ryu, and 10th Don Ryuku Kobodo, and he describes his movements as being like an agile tiger. This is an important point to understand about uh, many of the masters uh, on Okinawa as they start to age and even their 60s and 70s and some are still in their 80s and how well they move. And from the eyes of a Westerner, myself speaking, and then also the eyes of Hagen, how he witnessed this with his own sensei. And then he goes on and he describes the, the graceful gracefulness of this of this gentleman Tamiyoshi sensei but then also the amazing power that he has so uh, with that please sit back for the next 50 minutes or so and listen to dr hagen walter tell his story Okay, well, let's go ahead and get started here. Uh, sitting down with Dr. Hagen Walter, physicist, and uh, now a first place winner at the uh, first Okinawa Karate International Tournament in the side division. What is it? Adult, Adult male one, one age group. Um, I just wanted to let you know this. I, I don't think I explained it to you why why I came up to talk to you. First of all, after you had already won the tournament. But the only reason I really watched you is because during the opening ceremony, when you were walking out with all the countries, uh, Miguel Deleuze from the uh, KaiCon, I, I think you know who Miguel is, he pointed you out to me and said, if you have a chance to watch this guy during Sai, do so. I probably would not have seen you because I was focusing uh, some friends and colleagues in the empty hand division for Shodan Ryu and mostly for Bo because there were some people there that I wanted to see. So I'm glad he did that uh, because otherwise I may have missed your, your performance. But thank you very much for sitting down with me. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and uh, I just want to let you roll with it if you don't mind um, telling me your background, your training history, your style, etc. All right. Um to start with the personal information, I'm a physicist, I'm 29 years old, and my special specialization used to be astrophysics, astrophysicist, physics, oh my god, and in that case, astrochemistry. By now, I'm working in a private company that produces aspherical lenses and high-quality optics. Yeah, I've been practicing karate for, uh, by now, 20 years, and Kobodo for 18 years. I started out with uh, Shotokan Karate back in 1998 with my current Kobodo teacher who back then only taught Shotokan Karate. Uh, his name is Frank Pelny. He's a 6th degree black belt in Shotokan Karate and 5th degree black belt in Ryukyu Kobodo. Um, <clears throat> along the way I picked up Kobodo. At first I started training in a, let's call it a Ryukyu Kobojits knockoff. And by chance, one of the presidents from our former Kobodo Association met uh, with Tamayosu Sensei. And so slowly, uh, everything started to, to come together slowly. We, uh, we invited Tamayosu Sensei over to Germany, and we had the first seminars there. Then after a year or two, we had the first black belt ratings. Back then, I was still young, and people held, held me back and said, well, let's see how this develops, because we didn't have any experience with uh, Jap real Japanese and Okinawan people. So we only had German associations, and we did it the German way, which, in fact, was quite crappy. Mm. 
Uh, it's safe to say when I did my shodan in what was called Gendai Goshin Kubojits, so it's basically a Inuyan knockoff, a bad one, bad one too. Uh, during the examination for black belt, I noticed how much crap I was actually doing. So the mechanics didn't didn't match up. The explanations were hilarious at best, and yeah, just utterly wrong. So I was completely disappointed back then. Then I decided, all right. Uh, Let's get back to Tamayo Sensei. At least he uses hips, and back then I couldn't tell you whether he used the hips properly or not because I I didn't know how to judge that. Yeah, uh, some years later, I I went to university, and of course I went to another town. So there I uh, I joined another club that also practiced Shotokan, which I practiced back then. And the Shotokan that I used to practice with Frank Pelny Sensei was. Mm, somewhat different. Well, the focus was different. So back there, we did a lot of kion and long combinations. So the main idea behind this training, which I only understood later on, was to teach children how to move properly, how to tell their arm apart from the leg. And coordination, yeah, that's a specialty. So uh, I haven't learned how, learned how to fight. I only was there for nine years. And the other club I joined, well, they did a lot of com uh, sports competition. However, it was not something like hit and run or just a little bit of touching. It, was no, uh, um, it wasn't a full contact either, but those people knew how to punch. I came there hoping to be at least semi-good, and yeah, I, I realized I was crap at punching. So that disappointed me, and the Keon didn't match up. They did everything very unclean, and I was taught to do... To, to hold cleanliness above everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so my first, uh, my world started to, to break apart for the first time, among other th things. Did you ever, I want to interrupt you, yeah, did you sure. ever think about stopping? Yes, okay. quite often. Okay. Because it took up all, uh, yeah, it consumed all my, uh, all my spare time. I went to the dojo almost every day. I lost a lot of friendships, or I didn't know whether you could reevaluate them as friendships, but a lot. I lost a lot of drinking companions. Let's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, let's name the child mm -hmm. like that. Um, what else? Yeah, back then, I, when I practiced my Sato no Teko, one of my favorite katas still, I, I asked my sensei, do you know when there's uh, any style that is similar to this kata? Back then, we didn't have internet and there were not so many videos on YouTube, and I had no idea what Shonryu was. We had some vague ideas that they did everything in a, in a simpler way, everything was, was rougher and more coarse. And luckily, one year later, Tameyo Sensei, on one of the seminars, gave an introduction to Shoren Ryu. Okay. And I thought, yeah, that's great, that's, that's really what I want to do. And then, during the following years, I slowly transitioned from, Shoren Ryu, uh, from Shotokan Karate to Shoren Ryu. Finally, abandoning it completely. At, the, uh, at our university sports club, which I joined as well, I taught upper-level Shotokan. Eventually I reached uh, Sandan in Shotokan, although I was never convinced that what I was doing was correct. But during the last years I noticed, all right, the people I get from, from elsewhere can't punch properly. By now, by then I had learned how to punch somewhat properly. The Bunkai of Shotokan Kata are nearly impossible. The, those, they have many Katas that can, uh, can be described as Frankenstein's monsters and they're optimized for competition, not for functionality. Mm -hmm. And the more I practice that, practice uh, with the uh, dots in front of them, 
the more I, I, I learned that it's crap. I, I can't teach that. I, I can't do double think. So I stood there, okay, let's do unsu. Now we ca um, the kata tells us to, to do a finger jab to the, to the thighs. Well, please go ahead and try that. I'll just watch you and call the ambulance. So I, I, I couldn't proceed to, to, to keep that double thing in mind. And furthermore, since I'm a physicist, I, at some point I was able to do the rather complex calculations and modelings of joints and so on. And I could really tell you, it's not, it's not my feeling that you do it wrong. I can even prove that you do shitty stuff. As my friend uh, explained to me last year, there's a difference in doing things well and doing good things, and there's a difference between uh, doing things um, efficiently and doing the effective thing. So this also changed my uh, my perspective on karate. So then in 2015, I, com uh, I completely abandoned Shotokan Karate. So just, yeah, fuck off, go ahead without as me. As recent as 2015, is, is abandoned Shotokan. Sorry? As recently as 2015, you I abandoned Shotokan. Completely, yeah. Okay. I slowly started to, to transition earlier. Okay. Uh, the punch. Yeah. Can you describe what was wrong previously? <laughs> and I, I realize that we're not on video, we're on audio here, right? So as, as best as you can uh, describe what was wrong compared to what you're doing now. All right. Um, physics is difficult. That's why you have to study it for five or ten years at least. Um, most uh, when you do Shotokan karate, you aim to you aim to stop your technique properly, which is understood as kime. As far as I understand, kime kime means to decide. And in kendo, I decide whether I stop the technique or whether I strike through. Now, there there's a common misunderstanding in Germany, at least that means kime when you tense all of your body means to uh, transfer energy, momentum, or whatever. Uh, to your opponent. Now it's safe to say this is bullshit. It's just plain, plain wrong. Um, first of all, when I was a child, I'm very gullible and naive, I have to admit. So one has to tell me whether I have to think about something. As soon as I know that I have to think about something, I'll do so, usually successfully, but until then, it's a long way. So I my, my, my seniors all told me, told me that, they were rather athletic, so must be right. Now, then I had one teacher who was mm, a wizard, would be a nice word to describe what he did. Uh, esoteric. Do you have a proper word for that? He was a magician who threw around <laughs> fireballs and was touching chakra and little girls, um, no, oh. not little girls, but grown girls. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was a seven-footer, so whatever crap he did, it worked. Uh-huh, okay. Right, so he was the first one to, to do a crappy punch, however he was strong. Right? But how can that be? Another friend of mine, very, very unclean techniques, when he hit the, uh, 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 a pad, he couldn't stand anymore. He threw, he threw you through, uh, through the dojo. Right, so they're doing things unclean. I was just, can't be. All right, let's just think about it. How does it work? So then, at some point, I got a rough gist of how the hip works and what the arm has to do. Then, at some point, three years, three or four years ago, I decided to drop the concept of Kimi altogether until I could rediscover it maybe somewhere else. Yeah, in 2015, actually, I said, "All right, let's let's forget everything that uh, that I've learned." 
just try to build up everything anew, only use your mechanics. That's when I really started to, to build models and compute them. And yeah, then things started to work. My friend over here, for example, uh, every now and then practices with the Kudokan guys, and what I've found theoretically, they teach as a basic. So I mean, I'm, I'm slightly flattered that I'm able to find out what they have found out in the past. I'm slightly frustrated because he gets everything for free and I have to, to do science. <laughs> but either way, uh, doing the science is fun. So uh, furthermore, this, uh, during this winter, I, I first understood what I, what I had to aim for in a punch. So I, when I started to compute all those models, I only um, considered my arm. But hell yeah, that was no good. I have to consider the target and the fracture mechanics behind that. And then, I think it took me about a month to figure out the proper model, computed that, gave a seminar about it at one of my, uh, the clinics I held. I don't know whether anyone understood anything, but the upshot is, if you have a target that is solid and lightweight, it doesn't matter whether you use your hips. So, for example, if you strike the hat, okay. never mind. So it's mostly, it's mostly about velocity. However, if you aim for, for example, the stomach, which is very close to your center of gravity usually, which is rather soft by several orders of magnitude, and which you must penetrate deeper down in order to induce damage. You really need to use it because the main problem is, if I hit something, the, the force that is exerted from the outside, of course, will deform, uh, will deform the, the matter itself. However, the same force will also accelerate its uh, center of gravity, which in turn will lead to the target being hit, moving away, escaping your force, force the uh, further, yeah, in, or, in order to um, to limit the further transfer of, 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 of force onto that. Uh, for example, when, when I started karate, I was told that the transfer of momentum, they used very different words, which were far far off from momentum and, and so on, was only an instant, not a period. So when I did the computations with uh, trying several parameters. All right, it's not an instance. So, in in a regular case, if you hit the stomach, we're talking about some several tenths of seconds. So it's quite a visible period. And then you really need to. We used to call it push, but uh, pushing implies uh, slowliness. No, never mind. If I hit him, he deforms. I have to to continue to uh, transfer momentum onto him. And that, for example, is um, the moment when you really need hip. Because otherwise you'd shove yourself back and, uh, and the force that, the, that your arm creates, it's not the hip that creates the force, it's the arm essentially, but the hip uh, keeps you from, from moving yourself away because you want to move the other, one, the other guy away and deform him. And in order to understand that it took me 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years, uh, so now that you've discovered this, when you start, well, you you also teach, correct? Yes. Okay, you have your own dojo, uh, or you're you're teaching at a university. I, te I, I, I teach multiple, at a club right now. At yes. a club, okay. So now you must feel obligated. Then, if a new student walks in today, you you must feel obligated to teach them correctly from the get go. Yes. Do you find this difficult with people, whether they're ten years old or uh, twenty years old? Or Luckily, years old? I don't have children in my classes. Okay. So. Um, my club. What's your youngest that you would you would accept in your? Uh, you, you, well, you, I, w I you wouldn't accept. I, I wouldn't accept an age. Uh, I wouldn't um, limit the age, but the height. Okay. 
at least one meter and 50 centimeters in order to hold the ball properly. So uh, my club is divided into four divisions. So we have a uh, pure karate section, which does Shotokan. We have an Aikido section. We have a kendo section that screams all the time. Mm -hmm. What else I do, I don't know. And we have my Kobudo section. Within that section, I teach Shoren Ryu. And I'm only, let's say, tolerated doing that because Shot uh, Shotokan is very strong in Germany. Mm -hmm. Unlike, for example, the USA, where you have several major organizations, right, there's right. Only, only one that controls everything. This one is mainly Shotokan based. There is some Varuryu, Shituryu, and so on. But I'm mostly tolerated. Okay. okay. However, I managed to uh, pull over some glass from Shotokan to, uh, to, to, to embrace Shonryu. Most people just see, oh, they're not. Uh, their stances are very high. They must be lazy. No, we're not. Correct. But we can we can punch properly. Oh, yeah. your your examination program doesn't feature ten thousand combinations rep repeated. Over. You only only two kata for a down examination. Well, I I mustn't suck at them, so I think that's enough. Yeah. So most people uh, view Shonryu in Germany as somewhat inferior. Yeah. Well, I let you be the judge. Understood, understood. We actually, um, uh, yeah, our don tests as well. Um, kind of depends on what sensei wants to see at that time, but usually it's no more than three, three or four kata, because <laughs> he's been watching you for years anyway. Right. right. So, I want to talk about. I want to ask you about the punch mm -hmm. with your empty hand and now translate that into weapons. Is there any difference? Do you change anything with your ideas, your style, your theory, your philosophy? Nope. Bow, side, uh, doesn't matter. Bow is slightly different. So if we just watch the external movement, so uh, a side punch and, a, and an empty-handed punch are obviously the same, except for that I slightly tilt my wrist. Okay. But never mind, that's a minor point. Uh, with a bow, I use the same, very same principles. So we're very heavy on hip support. I know, at least now I know what the hip does. So, for example, we used to be taught that not by Tamayosu Sensei, but by the intermediates, they, they couldn't know any better, so it's perfectly fine. Um, for example, we used to learn that the hip, hip accelerates the motion. Mm, no, it, it, it doesn't. It, it provides a counterforce, but it doesn't really uh, accelerate. Uh, so the principles are the same. So watching, um, keeping, uh, considering the target, everything is similar. The external motion will be adjusted because it's uh, a tsuki with a with a bow is more or less like a kagi tsuki followed by a kisami tsuki, whereas the other tsuki is. Wait, well, you simple. have to explain that. Oh, I don't right. understand that terminology. Okay, um, maybe some of the listeners don't. Okay, I try to uh, I try to explain how Suki with the bow works. So uh, I think your your listeners are familiar with Shoman Hami and Gyaku Hami. Perhaps I, maybe some are, some are. There there might be a variety, but yep. I hope so. Otherwise, uh, dear listeners, please please uh, Wikipedia these, these <laughs> words. I, I can't I can't explain them properly in yep. English. Right. So when you grab the bow, you prepare for the first phase, which is just the preparation phase, obviously. So you turn your hip away, you tilt it backwards, you pull the bow backwards, align it uh, with, your, with your target already. Now then there is the second phase. For a punch it would be the working phase here, however, or the loaded phase here, it is not the loading phase yet, it's still some part of the preparation. You thrust the bow forwards on the line parallel to its previous position and following basically its uh, projection. 
and you move your hip slightly inward. Just to transition from your hands, uh, uh, from your arms straightened out backwards, to move them slightly more forwards, to have both arms bent. Now, for the loaded phase itself, <coughs> you, so during that second phase, you turn your hip towards Shulman, which is, I think it's called square. Now, for the third phase, you turn your hip away again and thrust your arms forwards, which is pretty much like a Maeda Tsuki or Kisami Tsuki. However, you have, to you have to stay very, very low, and you slightly shift your center of gravity forward. It's not visible, but it's there. You only shift it as much forward as, as required in order to maintain your position. Otherwise, if you didn't do that, you'd, be, you'd push yourself away upon hitting a target. Now, uh, this, this last part actually is only uh, pu uh, punching, punching with your arms. Your hip only provi provides the counter, uh, the counter force in order to not lose your position. And then there's a fourth phase, which is just relaxation, where everything obviously relaxes. Okay. It's utterly difficult. <laughs> utterly difficult. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring, if I can, Martin, can I bring you in here for a moment? Um, sitting to your left, a friend, a colleague, a student, is that, is that correct? Well, he's a, he's a peer. Okay. So he started off as a student of mine, and now he brings me knowledge from the outside. He teaches me about uh, strength training. I teach him about bunkai okay. and the mina parts. Now, the way he just described a strike with the bow, is this how he teaches in his, in his normal class? First of all, your background, are you, are you also a physicist? No, I'm definitely not a physicist. <laughs> May I ask your, your background? Uh, my background, I'm a text advisor. Okay, so so this is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that's absolutely on the artist's side yes. of his knowledge. But, um, yeah, um, I met Hagen approximately six or seven years ago. And yeah, he introduces me in Kobodo and did you have any Kobodo training prior to? No. Okay. No, no. It was the first time. So um, we met us on the dojo at the university. At that time, I practiced also Shotokan Karate. And well, I saw this guy back room, okay, spinning some side. Oh, it looked pretty nice. So, well, after a few weeks, I'm pretty rested. Ah, okay. Where I can find this dojo? Oh, there. okay. Oh, come on. Yeah. So let's go. Yeah, and. It was pretty funny for me, okay, it was quite different from Shotokan Karate, so, yeah, he teached me proper hip movement, <laughs> showed me how, yeah, your punch sucks, uh, your uka sucks too, and, uh, okay, come on, yeah. <laughs> we skip everything and yeah. start by zero, so, yeah, but, um, yeah, it's, his explanations was founded, yeah, that's the best. Do you find it? I assume when you have a student in class, you don't have to go through such an explanation that you just described. Or, or if you do, you at least have the weapon in your hand and then you can demonstrate it. Well, yes. we, we're only getting the audio version here right now. Yeah. Um, All right. Um, I'm very lucky since the town I'm, I live at hosts a university, a rather big one, which is famous for physics. I get a lot of uh, physicists, lot of so half, half of my students are either physicists or engineers. Okay. I even got two professors, okay. so I can explain and don't have to worry. Okay. However, I back then I considered a career in teaching, also started to, to do some teacher training. And yeah, so for example, um, when I did an examination in, what's it called? Method, method, 
teaching how where, where you learn how to teach stuff. It's <laughs> difficult to pronounce. <laughs> uh, I did a demonstration on Kobudo and Karate in order to explain, for example, a talk, moment of inertia and stuff like that for uns uh, to unsuspecting students. So usually I have a weapon uh, in my hand because a bow is also a pointer that can act as a vector. Okay. And that's just great. And yes, I do those explanations. However, we break them down, of course, uh -huh. and do it step by step usually. you have videos of this? Uh, not yet, okay. but we're planning on. Okay. So um, I... Um, are we going to speak about the books I've written? Well, we absolutely can. Oh, crap. So, uh, <laughs> it's up to you. All right. Uh, so to put, to, put it brief, to put it briefly, uh, I've written two books about Shonryo Karate, which back then... In so German. In, in German, 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 and, no, no, German and English. Okay. Uh, which back then, five years ago, I was complete, uh, utterly proud of, which by now I'm very ashamed of because <laughs> I can do better and I know more. And some well, that's why you have revisions or a second edition, right? right? Yeah, so we're, um, we're planning on... Oh, no, we're not playing, we're right in the middle actually. We're doing it completely again. So an entire makeover. Uh, aside from the sections, sections on kata and, uh, and bunkai, we have included a section on physics, simple, simple advanced mechanics, even though it is an oxymoron. We have introduced a section about Kion with a slightly deeper insight into the uh, mechanics behind, behind the, the techniques. He will cover strength training, Martin. Um, yeah. So, what was your uh, initial question? So, let's let's follow up on these books. You've mm -hmm. written two. Are they these first two still available to purchase online? Uh, you would have to contact me because I they shouldn't be available anymore because I, I took them off. Because you want to revise them. Yes, okay. and I'm slightly ashamed of the things I've I've done. The Do we have an estimated timeline when the new ones will be released? Yes, the estimated timeline will be summer next year. Okay. And they can follow you online to find the release dates, or do we already have titles that we can get a lookout for? Well, uh, the time will be rather long. I think it would be best to follow that. Uh, it will be sufficient to follow the Ryukyu Komodo Teshinkan website because okay. there will be an announcement. Okay, and I'll put that that link in the show notes. Okay, very good. I like books, especially <laughs> ones that are translated into English. <laughs> and we're, we're talking about six to seven hundred pages. Great. I would, I would expect nothing less after talking to you for a half hour. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, let's, jump, let's jump ahead a little bit if we can. Sure. The first, I want to make sure I get the terminology right, first Okinawa Karate International Tournament. I have to stop saying world. It's not mm. a world, international tournament. Um, did you have... When you first heard of this, were you dead set on coming here to, to, to compete? Did your sensei have to coax you into it? Did you have any reservations? Um, my, my relationship with tournaments in general is rather uh, is somewhat ambiguous. I'm not very interested in winning. I just like to keep others from winning, <laughs> so to say. And also, uh, my main motivation to come here at this time was just to train with sensei. And okay. the, the tournament was an opportunity, and I know that I would have been teased by my peers, students, senseis if I wouldn't have competed. Okay. And if it comes to being teased, uh, I have to accept challenges. Okay. It's, yeah. So I'm, I'm not very happy that next year, the next tournament will be held here, which I, um, well, I'll say, which I'm obliged to participate in, of course, and which I, by now, in order to get a hat-trick of three, which I'm obliged to win, 
I just wanted to take some time off. I'm every day, I mean, don't do every day. I have a girlfriend and a soon to be wife. One person, not two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just actually wanted to, to take it a notch back because it's, it's really exhausting. My training ends 10, 11 ish in the evening. I start working. Okay, by now I can start working at 10 a.m., luckily, but I usually work until 8 p.m. then. But I want just to take it a notch back, and I'm not really happy that well, it is so soon. Rumors I've heard, and I don't know how true this will be, is maybe two years for the next tournament. I don't yeah, know. Next year there will be a tournament for the of the Kobudo Renmei. Ah, okay, I understand. Okay, okay. So yeah, the other one, uh, I've read that in three years, but never yeah, mind. Yeah. So when you heard about this tournament and, and you decided to, to enter, did you have any uh, inkling to do anything other than Sai? No nope. bow, even a condition uh, consideration. I mean, nope. empty hand. No. Um, so if Sai was not offered, you would not have entered. I would have entered bow then, but okay. I wouldn't have expected anything. Okay. Sai <coughs> then is your primary weapon. Okay. If the next one comes around in two years and three years, we would have to assume they're either going to open up more divisions for Kama for Tunfa maybe something else. Or they're only going to have two divisions again, but it's not going to be bow and Sai. Is there any other weapons you would consider? Do you also tune for Kama? Yes, yes, yes. Kama. Uh, we do the whole host that Tagashi taught. Okay. Um, I do have a lot of experience uh, with um, with competitions that feature other weapons. So, for example, back then in Germany, we, we, we divided into one-sectional weapons and two-sectional weapons. So that is one category, bow and handbow, and Nuntebo and Eko, mm -hmm. and the other division would consist of Timberochi inside, Tunfa, Kama, everything was mashed together. Mm -hmm. uh, it's difficult to judge. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult to judge. You couldn't do that. So, from what I know, some tournaments here also feature three divisions one is bow, one is Sai, one is everything else mixed together. Mm -hmm. How do you want to judge my Zato no Teko against, I don't know, Inunshaku Kato? It's basically impossible. Yeah. I mean, I've already won with uh, with Teku Kata, uh, our local tournaments, but it's rather difficult. Martin, how about you? Are you interested in the next one? We can get this, it's fine. This will be fine. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yes, yeah, so the funniest thing is that this, the first Okinawan International Tournament, was my first tournament ever. Is that right? Yeah, that was definitely my first tournament ever. Uh, so by the way, I... Bit, can be a bit proud of myself. Yeah. Course for the first tournament, I earned a fifth place, kicked in Okinawa in his own country. Yeah. And so by the way, yeah, um, that's fantastic. I'm looking that's forward really for good. the next tournament. So the aim for this tournament was that Hagen and I met us in the final. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we met us in the quarterfinal, <laughs> and only one can win. Slightly too early. Yeah, that's a bit too early. So for the next tournament. Um, our aim is to meet in the final, well, and fantastic. then we will see who's better, or maybe I let fall my side on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> I expect nothing less than thunderstorms yeah. <laughs> when we meet again. No, uh, actually, I'm really proud of Martin, because uh, we don't see each other too often. He lives on the opposite end of Germany, so he used to be my direct student for three years or so, or four or five years, and one or two years ago he moved to the other side of Germany every month once or twice he re uh, returns to my dojo which is a uh, 
drive off how many hours? Four hours? Yeah, around four hours. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So for Ger- in Germany, that's quite a lot. So you cross the, almost the entire country. Yeah. Or half of the country. Wow, that's 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 a commitment. It really is, and I I know. At least I try to honor it that's, as much as possible. Good. That's very good. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know about your your training, leading your your regular training with Sai, and then leading up to the tournament. Did you do anything differently? Did you focus? Yes. Uh, okay. Let's so my regular training mostly teaches on uh, focuses on on uh, teaching the Kion and the Bunkai. I have to say. This might be slightly mean, since uh, all the entire Shonryu and Komodo stuff only attracts those who are fed up with Shotokan. It's quite difficult to get someone who is very athletic into my dojo, because most of them will be absorbed by Shotokan and have a, a competition career. Mm-hmm. I do have some very committed students, I do have very talented students. However, they are the minority, most of my students are twice as old as I am. So we do it slow paced and if you would watch me, you wouldn't expect me to be a competitor at all. Okay. <clears throat> However, I'm very fortunate to be one of the few persons to offer up to four tra- uh, classes per week in, Ger- in Europe. So at least I, from, from my club's president, I get full support, which at least through the years I've earned. Um, yeah, what did, I, what did I do differently? Yeah, I, for myself, I mostly skipped the Bunkai part. I did it still theoretically, and have I mainly focused on doing Kion and doing um, impact exercises a lot and strengthening. Impact exercises? Yes. Can you give me an example? Right. Um, for example, we have those Rattan bows, mm-hmm. which we regularly destroy, at least I do. Mm-hmm. And so I ask a student to hold it either very tightly or loosely, and then I stand there and I hit it with Jordan Barai, so a lateral strike, some, some 100 times in order to, to get the initial speed. Then I do, then I do strength, training, strength training, for example, uh, for my forearms. So <laughs> I attended the Hoji Undo session that was held by Higaona Sensei, and there was Ishizashi, I think, the, mm-hmm. the weighted lever, yeah, roughly four kilograms. I thought they were cute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using an eight kilogram sledgehammer. And obviously, I, I can see what you're, what you're, what, what you're seeing here. Can you demonstrate any type of uh, exercise or technique you would do with that? Just imagine you're holding a, a, a sledgehammer just all day. So uh, the rod is one meter or slightly more, and you hold it at the at the lower edge and hold it like that ten times and scream by the power of Grayskull. Yes. <laughs> So the He-Man exercise, yes. holding the, the, and the I'm a really huge fan of He-Man. Yes, I was too. When I was a child, they were fantastic. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, 29. 29? I have 31. 31. I'm 42. But that's okay. We can still enjoy the same cartoons. <laughs> so you would use this sledgehammer leading up to the tournament, but is this also part of your regular curriculum that's for yourself of, yes. and your students? For those who want to. Okay. If they don't want to, you still just hey, let's let's do. Then I just laugh at them and ridicule them until they join the. Until they want to. Yes, they are. It's completely free for them. I mean, as I I said, uh, most of my students are elderly, or do have some uh, impairments. Yeah. 
It's fine if you can't hold a sledgehammer. I mean, that's that's perfectly fine. If your wrist is uh, is damaged or your elbow or whatever, never mind. I don't curse anyone to do. To so do when you so. go back home, then you're going to continue to do the same, except you won't be focusing on the performance aspect of a tournament. And I'm not saying you changed your cut or anything, but I mean you'll go back mostly, like you said, to Kihon and Bonkai. Then. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have to say, during the preparation, I'm. I think during, I did it for one year or so. How many complete cutters did I do? I think one or two. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I chopped them up, practiced practice all the segments on their own, including some transitional parts, and practiced them on the Makiwara bow or wherever. Okay. I was very lucky to not confuse the order of techniques. I'm prone to that, I know. Um, but on the other hand, usually, since we most of us who have a Shotokan background, and Ryukyu Komurotechenkan was introduced to us via Shotokan guys. Um, let's say competition performances are what we are the way we practice on a normal basis, or what we aim for as a regular basis. At least very clean cut, sharp, and so on. Um, for example, Yamani Ryu. We do have Yamani Ryu with us in, in, in Jena, where I come from. So students of uh, Toshiro Siro Sensei, and from a Shotokan, uh, from, from, uh, from Shotokan aesthetics, this is horrible. What they do works well, but it looks horrible. So <clears throat> when uh, when we were introduced uh, Ryukyu Kobodo Teshinkan, we were introduced to Ryukyu Kobodo Teshinkan, we were introduced to it through the eyes of a Shotokan practitioner. So Tamayon Sensei is rather soft and gentle, mm, where Germans are slightly more crisp. Sensei accepts that, accepts that, and tells us to, uh, to, uh, to continue with that, as far as I understand it. But mm, it's definitely not 100% what Sensei teaches, okay. due to the transmission. But that's, okay. I think, what to expect. Soft and gentle. Um, I'd like, if you can, because I have a feeling about that being soft and gentle as well when I see Okinawans mm -hmm. versus an American. In your, can you elaborate on what you? How how is he soft and gentle versus uh, your sensei? What are, what are some things that uh, are different? Is it techniques with the weapon or overall training or how would you? How do you mean that? The kime usually isn't that strong. So, um, for example, what we aim for is when you, for example, do a. a Basically, this move with preparation for a strike, we will try to drawing the, drawing the weapon back. Yes, using we, bow. we, we would. Yes, bow. yes, okay, yes. So two, what he's showing here is uh, drawing the, the hands back with a with a bow uh, for a strike. So, for example, I've seen Akamina Sensei do the same movement. He does it in a very roundish manner, and it's totally relaxed. There can't be any snap by the end of the technique. Tamiyosu Sensei is very similar in that regard. Uh, but we try to. What we do is that we handle that as a, or consider that to be a strike. So, whereas the sensei might uh, stop the acceleration and just keep the weapon uh, flying freely, at about the middle of, uh, of its trajectory, we try to accelerate until the very end, and thus create a sharp snapping movement, which some people confuse for Kimi. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so that, for example, is one of the differences. 
I don't know whether this, uh, there's an error in transmission or yeah, just viewed through the Isaac Shotokan Karateka. Uh, Tamil Sensei gave a demonstration 2017? Mm -hmm. 17, where he showed Eku, his favorite weapon. Um, though, uh, the, uh, the man be, uh, becomes 70 years next year. Agile as a tiger. Very strong techniques. He didn't have that uh, very clean-cut Kime. He doesn't need to. It, everything looked relaxed and natural. So he wasn't forcing himself uh, to do unnatural movements. He was able to carry out strong and relatively precise movements whilst being relaxed. I mean, I weigh around 100 kilograms. This meek gentleman, I don't know, if, if, if he weighs 60 kilograms, that's quite a lot. So I punched him, well, he asked me to, and he pushed me aside without raising a bro. So that's very impressive. And this naturalness, this is what I, for example, think is very Okinawan, whereas all these clean-cut military-like techniques are either mainland Japanese or Russian. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I suppose they're even Russian. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm glad you elaborate on that because I actually I feel the same way coming, you know, training in America and then and coming here and having a mixture of uh, Americans and, and Okinawans in the dojo and seeing the, how their, their bodies move and how gracefully they are, how powerful they can be, but it, it is quite deceiving for, for myself and for many other people, I think, so I'm glad you elaborated on that. Um, uh, what makes you gravitate to the side of, of all the weapons that you can choose from? Sweaty hands. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mostly sweaty hands. I do like the bow a lot. However, most of our cutters, and the cutters that are within the range of cutter spectrum that, that I have to train, I'm not allowed to show an 8th degree black belt cutter on a tournament. I could, but I would be beheaded, I think, by someone. So uh, all the cutters that we do feature this uh, sliding strike through your hand. That's the same reason I dislike Tunfa. On some days it works perfectly. On other days, it doesn't work at all. So, and take a look at Sakugawa Nukun, Show Die, whatever. Yeah. It's mostly sliding downward strikes. Yeah. Everything else, I can. I'm actually, I, I think I'm somewhat good with bow. But this can screw up my whole cutter, yeah. and so I don't have the problem with side. Next problem was in two, the, 2014 when I entered the whatever uh, started preparing for the other tournament that was held here. I got a ganglion in my left wrist and later on my right wrist. So training bow was impossible because my wrists hurt like hell. I could still punch Makiwara and, uh, and the punching back because since they became rather stiff, they became more stable. Sure, sure. Um, but I couldn't use a bow. I could do left-handed techniques, so during that time I improved Yonegawa. But yes, I was okay. The movements were uh, didn't bother my wrist too much. So then. Uh, then I chose to do Hamahiga no Sai because it was awesome and my uh, previous cutter to perform. And then I also chose Tawata no Sai because the amount of... No, uh, no let's explain it differently. So uh, when we do tournament cutters, we usually have a selection of two. If you're a Shodan, you choose Chicken Shitahaku no Sai, which is basically just uh, endlessly repeated Kion over and over and over. You don't want to bore the judges. It's a cool cutter if you've passed it already, but once you train it, it's 
exhausting. Then there's Chetanyana Nosai, which has been demonstrated a lot. Chetanyana Nosai is a very interesting cutter. However, it's very heavy on the right side. And since my, as my left wrist got better, my right wrist got worse. I wasn't sure whether I could do all the flipping with both, both sides. So I needed a cutter that also featured the left hand a lot. Hamahiga does it. Okay. At least for all those uh, swinging sprites. All right, so Chetanyana was, uh, was shoved aside. Well, why not Tawata? It's just for fun's sake. I'm just going there to, to do an examination. I'm not really there to do the tournament. And uh, apparently Tawata got me into the uh, got me on first place there. I was rather surprised. However, the story is quite uh, quite funny. There was another guy who I think got either third place or fourth place in the side division, adult male two, Bumbukan guy. Uh, he also showed Tawata. We were the only ones to show Tawata. And oh, in the end, we, in the end, we had a draw and we had to repeat. So uh, two round score system. Yeah. And we had the exact same score. Then we did a. What do you call repechage? Yeah. Or whatever. So yeah. we um, we were to meet again. Exact same score. <laughs> so <clears throat> in the end, and that I thought was rather mean because that guy didn't speak English properly. He was awarded the medal for Psi Gold Male. What did I get? The medal for Psi Gold, right? So far correct. Junior high school goals. I could read that. The other guy probably not. Oh my god. <laughs> no, it's funny. I mean, the long hair, right. And of course, that might... was what was written on the medal. Yeah, they didn't have another one. Oh my god. They, they had to think fast. It's perfectly fine. I was rather amused. And that I think... is actually amusing, and that is something, yeah, to, to remember and, and to cherish. The, <laughs> the only thing is, whereas friends of mine who also won there post regularly photos of the medal on Facebook, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> At least not from both sides. Martin, what what uh, what kata did you choose for this tournament? Um, I choose Chetanyana Sai and Mahigana Sai. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, you, when you are back home in your in your dojo, normal normal training, what is your ratio of <laughs> training empty hand versus versus weapons for you personally mm. training? For my personal training, uh, it's Pretty much one to one. Yeah. So uh, right now I have two private sessions per week. So uh, the one is uh, takes place at my regular club where I just get a small uh, uh, piece of space, mm -hmm. and they mostly do weapons for 90 minutes or so. And the other is at the university sports club, and they are maths. Okay. And the dojo owner doesn't like me doing sai there. Okay. Yeah, I can understand that. So, but they have a punching bag, and most of the time I just stand there and whack it away. The punching bag. How, how many times have you been to Okinawa? Uh, right now it's my fifth time. Fifth. Do you try to make a visit back every two years, three years, or? Whenever? As much as my salary allows. Okay, okay. Yeah. And Sensei, uh, I was looking at your website. Uh, it seems that uh, he travels from here uh, to Germany and other places as well quite regularly. Yes. All right. If someone was to try to find you in Germany mm -hmm. and wanted to train with you, you're open to new students? Very open, yes. How can they find you? Uh, I think the best way would be uh, using my uh, email address. You're That's com comfortable giving it out? Uh, yes, yeah, sure. Go I can. right ahead. 
Right, shall I read it or do you want to? I can put it in the show notes, but it's this one here on your card? Yes, it's the one. Hagenwalter.fizz at gmail.com. H A G E N W A L T E R dot P H Y S at gmail.com. I'll put that in there. Uh, send you an email with a subject line, I want to learn Psy. For example. Yeah, for example. Um, what about your sensei here? And I don't, I'm not asking you to speak on his behalf, but if someone was interested in learning the system and they did have the opportunity to train here in Okinawa, uh, is your sensei, do you, do you feel that he would be open to that? Oh, he, he is open to that. He's open to that, so you can, is it okay to give information out uh, where how to contact him or... I think it would be uh, acceptable to do so. Okay. Yes. Okay. However, I have to add that Tamil Sensei is very shy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you, you really have to speak to him and tell him you want to. He won't come towards you and say, "Hey, man, <coughs> what's up? Want to learn proper? Uh, want to learn proper Kobudu? Yeah. He won't do it like that. He will just stand there silently watching you. I think this is common and in Okinawa. I, don't, uh, I mean, I've met some Sensei who were rather entertainers. Yeah. Which was very, very refreshing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. For example, uh, your sensei, your yeah. sensei. Yeah. He's a salesman, right? Uh, he. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His uh, main job is based around sales. He isn't necessarily a salesman, but he manages a. Uh, on the military bases, they have what they call shop bets. It's a. It's a glorified 7-Eleven, if you mm. will, on all of the military bases. So he manages one of those. So yeah, he definitely has to to make sales. Well, uh, he, he can act as an entertainer. He's great. I really liked his... Uh, Thank you. I'm his, you his lessons. Thank you. In closing, anything from other of you gentlemen uh, before we wrap it up here and I push the stop button? Oh, yes. There's one very important message that yes. I'd like to spread. If your sensei speaks about chakra, key, and the like, go away, far away. Okay. The best book on karate that I've read was Technical Mechanics for dummies. Please read that, everyone. It's it's really important and eye-opening. Is there anything else you want to say? Maybe message for, message from you? Anything about the tournament? Oh, about Pros the tournament. Pros and cons about the tournament. Um, some people claimed that it was slightly rigged. I can't confirm that. The only thing that I noticed were that quarter of all the participants in the finals were Okinawans. Uh, granted, yeah, of course, they don't want to lose their face. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's perfectly fine. In the finals, at least, especially the very, very last fight, last three, three fights, it could have been either of us, in my opinion. As a spectator, I feel the same way. I really do. Yep. Martin? Some last words? Yeah. Yeah, train hard and be relaxed. Think about the stuff you do. That would be the best advice I can give, course, like Hang had said, and that's definitely my favorite letter. If you only if you do it several years, that doesn't mean that you do it right yes, or that yes, you yes. do the right things. Yes. So think about it and use um, opportunity to learn from others. Test your hypothesis. Yeah, test it and if you don't believe it, use a punching bag. Yeah. Try it hard, try it often, hit it and then Very you good. will learn definitely more than from Punch kilometers of from, yep. wise, and so from wise men and sages with a belly. 
and so many stripes <laughs> on their belt <laughs> and a tenth down degree. Su uh, Super Soaking Supreme Master. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah, fries. Yeah, yeah. fries and gold, <laughs> golden yeah, yeah, belts. That. Yeah. Very true. Okay, well, I appreciate it very, very much, both of you gentlemen. For Thank you very much, me. too. Hopefully Thank it you. wasn't too noisy here in the lobby of the hotel, but I think we're going to do all right. And uh, enjoy the rest of your stay here in Okinawa. Safe travels home. And Thank you. we'll be watching your information online. We'll be looking for those books in the future and for you to come back to Okinawa. Thank you. Here, next year, around the same time, mm -hmm. you can meet us here. <laughs> very good. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Hagen and Martin. I certainly did. Um, as they said, test your hypothesis. Put your kata to the test. Put your technique to the test. They didn't say go out in the street and start, you know, getting in fights with people. But as Martin said, go go hit a heavy bag. Start training properly and, and dissect your, your kata and your bunkai. And one thing that I forgot to ask him when I was recording is what side do they use? I wanted to know which manufacturer they use, uh, and actually both of them use Shredo Sai. I didn't know if they were using another brand, considering they're from Europe. They did. They did say that they use uh, Dream Metal for some of their training, and they're they're a nice quality Sai. Uh, but they said for this particular competition, they both used Shredo. Um, so if anybody was wondering, like I was, I just forgot to ask that question while I was recording. Once again, if you're interested in their style of Kobudo. Their sensei here in Okinawa is Tamiyose Hidemi. That's H-I-D-E-M-I. -E First name H-I-D-E-M-I. -E Last name Tamiyose. T-A-M-A-Y-O-S-E. He is a 10th Don in Ryuku Kobodo and Shoden Ryu uh, Kobayashi Ryu. So there's going to be some websites in the show notes. I'll post them on Instagram, Facebook, etc., Twitter, if you're following there. Um, but last thing i'm going to say is keep an eye out for those books i think they're going to be worth a lot of information uh they're going to be full of science uh, if you're a bit of a geek and you want to dissect that keep an eye out as he said on their website for the release of his books in the future as always thank you for listening to the okinawa karate podcast stay tuned for more episodes